0: If you got your Bibles, Deuteronomy 1 and verse 6. This, this afternoon I've entitled this message, Break Camp and Move Forward. Break Camp and Move Forward. Deuteronomy 1 and verse 6, it says, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. And then in Deuteronomy 2 and verse 2, it says, Then the Lord said to me, You have made your way around this hill country long enough. Now turn north. Deuteronomy 1, 2, it actually tells us that the journey out of Egypt into Canaan, if they had done what God told them, would have only taken 11 days. Instead, they spent 40 years out in the desert. And let me tell you, when you're not serving God and you're not following hard after Him, it can sometimes feel like you're in the desert. It can feel like, hey, no, man, this, I'm just going around the mountain. You know when you're at work and you're struggling and things are going wrong and the, and the fridge is breaking down and the microwave is breaking down? You say, no, man, and then the Lord says, no, yeah, 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 be refreshed. But you know what? Also, we get this false teaching almost, as it were, that the Old Testament doesn't actually apply to us in the New Testament. We get that. It's not right. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 9, it says, We should not test Christ as some of them did, speaking about the Israelites, and were killed by snakes. And do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angels. So there's lots of people dying here. These things happened to them as examples. Examples to who? And we were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Guys, this example is for us, and we, we need to take heed of this, uh, what happened. We mustn't just think, ah, no, no, we need to take heed. You can you can read in, in 1 Corinthians 10 further about they all fell in the desert and they died, and it's really not a, a, a nice picture. And the problem with walking around a mountain is the more you walk in the same footpath, the deeper and deeper it gets. Eventually you get to the place where you can't Get out of it. It becomes a grave. The only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth that we find ourselves in. And you know what? You will struggle to break out of the rut. And, and the more, you, I don't know if you've driven in a car before and you get these two, things and you you you're driving in them and you try and turn and you can't they just keep you going in the same direction that you were and uh, that happens in our lives we find ourselves in this rut and we're moving along and we want to get out and we can't because we're stuck in that rut and slowly we are going to our grave so what are some of these ruts i want to have a look at some of these ruts and maybe over the next couple of weeks Some of these ruts, relationships, our relationships one with another and those outside of this building. The way we live, guys, when you live in a way that is not glorifying to God and you stick in that rut, eventually you get to the place where you can't get out of it. I'm I'm imploring you today, if you're finding yourself in that rut, get out of it. Get cross the rock in the rut so you can get out. Our values if our values are wrong, they just become worse and worse the more time we spend in them. We can't we, we can never get out of it. Where where are we going? The rut. Where are we going? What are we doing? You you can see certain people, they you ask them, So how's it going? And it's like, uh and then you speak to others. How's it going? Hey, no, this is happening at work and we're doing this and we're doing that. And there's direction in their life. They're going somewhere. Some people are oh, we don't know what's going on. We just hope things are going to happen. And the next rut is the rut of sin. And that means a whole lot of things. That closes over a whole lot of things. The, the one that people normally talk, talk about first is pornography. That is a rut. I want to tell you, if you don't get help, you'll never get out of it. You will never get out of it. And the, and the girls mustn't just look at the men. It's the ladies that have got a similar problem these days. We've got to break out of sin. If we've got a problem in our marriage that stuff is not going the way that it should, we got to break out of that rut. We've got to get our marriage to what we see in the Word of God. And what, what we need to know is, I'm going to look at relationships. Relationships are under attack. Not only here, but worldwide, relationships are under attack. The devil wants to break our relationship with God. And if he can break our relationship with one another, the Word tells us that we can't be in a relationship with him. It says if you're not walking in the light with your father as you're walking in the light with your brother, you you can't be in a relationship with God. See, the, the kingdom of God is about relationship. It's relational. And unfortunately in the church we've made it functional. What do I mean? I mean we get together on a Wednesday and then we get together on a Sunday. And that's it. That's not relational, guys. That's not relational. That's functional. Relational is, hey, come over for a bra on Friday night. You bring all the meat and we'll bra. Hey, what do you think? I think that's a good idea. Mark 12 and verse 30, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, With all your mind and with all your strength. I was going to look into what all those things meant. And I thought, hey, it's just a lot of all. So we'll just, it's everything inside of us. The second, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no, there's no commandment greater than these. Guys, those two things, we we see that, that the thing that God wants is love, love for him and love for each other. God's, God's desires that we will have love for one another and that we will love Him. But so many things come in and try to break that down in our lives. So God, God wants love from you." That song that Deandre sang so well, "You are my treasure. We love God. But then the word that Peter brought. "Oh God so loved the world." So we got love to God and love to each other. You know what? Often we talk about obedience. And I've often said God's love language is obedience. And it is. But we can obey God without loving Him. We can do what He's told us to do without loving Him. But if we love him, obedience will actually follow us. As you love him, obedience will follow. And so we need to break camp. We need to break camp and move forward in this area of relationships. Guys, it's not easy. You know that It's, it's not easy. Some of us are reluctant to change because of its inconvenience. Oh, now I've got to have someone over for dinner. Oh, now I've got to go out tonight. I was going to watch Netflix. Netflix is not the devil. It's how you handle it. It's like the love of money. It's not the money. It's the love of the money. That's the problem. And so it's inconvenient. It's costly. Oh, no. If they come over... Yo if Luke comes over he always wants extra protein, it's gonna cost me a lot of money. So I have to cook two chickens, one for us and one for Luke. Can I tell you one of the biggest things with relationship is procrastination? Oh let's invite that person next week. Oh let's invite them next week next of next week i went to africa they're so funny that next of next week and next of next of next week and just over that mountain you get over it oh just over the next mountain all right patrick now over the mountain i never forget i was in africa and, and this is so important with relationships this guy he thought he thought he was going to be clever with one of the pastors there. So he said, I'm giving you my watch so that you can be on time. So the pastor said to him, you've got a watch, I've got time. You know what? When, when they come together in Africa, this is relationship. This is how these guys, they build relationship. When they come together in Africa, they, they, they're supposed to start at 9, but they start at 11. 11. but you know what they've been walking since 4 o'clock in the morning to get there at 11 so when they get there at 11 we start having a party we're already tired by like half past 11 they're still going 3 o'clock 4 o'clock, they're still in their meeting Shh. what's going on? no, I've walked since 4 o'clock and I have to walk until 8 o'clock and in the meanwhile we're going to have a proper meeting And they, they, they dance and they jump and they're happy. And you know what? Most of them haven't got much to be happy about. But they are happy. They, they, they love the Lord and they love each other. And they're doing what the Word of God says. So, so they're in a good space because God says, love one another and love me. And that's what they're doing. So I've got some F's here. Relationships. The first one is Father F. Father is God is our Lord and Savior. God He's not only your Savior, he's your Lord. When he says jump, you jump. You say ha-ha on the way up. He says sing, you sing. 1 John 4, 11, Dear friends, since God so loved us, We ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. Father. Next one. Family. Our spouse. Our children. Our siblings. Our parents. Next one. Fellowship. Saints, deacons, elders. Don't leave fellowship to the leaders, guys. Oh, I, I, I won't do it because I'll leave it to one of the leaders to do it. No, do it. You don't need to be a leader to invite somebody over. You don't need to be a leader to ask them, can I come over for coffee next afternoon, next day or next day? Oh, you haven't got coffee, I'll bring coffee. Oh, you haven't got a machine, I'll bring a machine and the coffee. Do you need milk as well? Because I can bring it all. We must stop looking for excuses and begin to fellowship and build relationships with one another. The church is so fragile because relationships are so weak. This is it good? It's amazing. Not only functional, and then fellow man those that have no relationship. You know what? They worked out long ago that the best way to evangelize was friendship evangelism. The most people stay in when they are reached by a friend. You know why? Because a friend has a relationship. A friend walks with them. A friend, no, come on. Don't, no, come, come, come back here, man. No, 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 no. Come, come. Yeah, this is where you need to be. Ah, but I don't want you. I don't care what you want. Come back here. You see, that's what a friend does. So there are th- basically three areas that destroy these relationships. Listen to these and look for them. The first one is neglect. We neglect. We become so easily preoccupied with less important things. There is nothing more important than loving God and loving God. Brothers and sisters in Christ. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you know what happens? When when we let go, people end up in a bad place. Those of us that are at church, we're obviously in a much better place than those that are not at church. We need to be contacting them and say, come on. But you know what happens? We wait for the leaders to do it. And the leaders get busy phoning lots of people and they miss that person that you could have phoned second one hidden sin hidden sin will stop you from entering into a meaningful relationship when someone's got sin in their life and they won't bring it out into the light the word actually says you can't walk with them If they're not in the light. And we all heard about accountability. Accountability happens when you walk in the light. You know what? It might be like, oh, I I can't tell them about this thing that I've got. And you know what? Once you tell them, it's like a burden is lifted off. And instead of picking on you, they actually love you and pray for you and lift you up before God. And it separates. Sin separates us from God and from each other, because those are dependent on each other. If we separate from God, we separate from our brother. If we separate from our brother, we separate from God. There's, there's no, no way out. Third one, fear of failure. been in full time ministry since 1995 28 years this year. I've been disappointed so many times I've been hurt so many times but you know what God says you carry on we cannot have a fear of failure we cannot we need if we have we need to ask God to, to help us and, and this scripture, 2 Timothy 1 7, it says, For the Spirit of God gave us, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power and discipline. We don't walk in the natural, we walk in the supernatural. We are those that have the Spirit of God dwelling inside of us. And we can do things that. Those that don't have God's spirit can't do. can go. Guys, you've got to pluck up courage. Oh, I don't want to phone this person. And don't tell me you phoned them and they didn't answer and you phoned them in the middle of the day. Most people are working in the middle of the day. Phone them after working out. Because then in the middle of the day, do they think, oh, this is another spam." or take a lot or whatever. Take a lot of your money. Four, anger and resentment. If you blow it, be quick to make it right. Not in your own strength, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Gossip and slander. Guys, I want to tell you this is one of the biggest sins in the Bible. And it deals with it over and over. This this demands repentance, confession to God. And the person you spoke to and asked God to set a seal upon your lips. If someone comes to you and you receive that word, you need to repent. Then you need to go to the person that told you this and say, listen, I repent. I will not be part of this anymore. We can't lend our ears to people. We can't. Rigidity. Unwillingness to yield or submit. Always wanting your way. Always wanting to be heard. Always wanting to be right and insisting on it. Always want to be at the center of attention. It's all on the tape before. unwillingness to yield or submit always wanting your way always wanting to be heard always wanting to be right and insisting on it always wanting to be at the center of attention you know what a lot of those when i was a baby christian i found myself in all of those but i've tried hard to to break out of that thing those apply to your marriage not just other people. Number seven, fighting over non-essentials. Sometimes we just misunderstand each other and now our relationship gets broken because there's been a misunderstanding. Like you say to me something in Afrikaans and I speak in English and I get the thing all mixed up. I'm, I'm, that's a bit of a joke but it does happen sometimes we just like an Afrikaans guy will say something and it'll be quite forceful and forward but actually in Afrikaans it's, it's not a bad thing that's, that's how they talk I'm not saying you're supposed to but that is why are you laughing Kristo. save block but it's true it's it's just unfortunate But that's why we must sort those things out. We must let those feelings and those fears be sorted out quickly. Don't allow them for a long time to influence the way that you think. How about this? We need people to know how important they are to us. If I asked you, how important is Angie to you? Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I pointed at one. Guys, Angie's on her way to having a baby soon. Are you saying, hey, how's it going? Is everything okay? Have Have you got everything ready? Are we looking at people and seeing, hey, there's something here that I can minister into? People go through terrible things and we just sit back. We need. Willem and Marie, they moved house recently. They got nails there. See, it made it easier to move. When you're moving house, let me tell you, everything is packed up. All your things you cook in, and things you eat off, and things you eat with. And now you arrive at your house, and it's not normally early in the day because they only m- pick your house up and move it. It's late at night. Now you're sitting there. Now you've got to start phoning Pick and Pay and Nando's and all those guys. But if someone rocks up with a meal, says, "Dave, doesn't." we heard you moving actually even better than that phone them first and say can I bring a meal otherwise they have five meals on the same day we need to get involved in each other's lives when someone's not here don't be afraid to phone them and ask them how are you because you think oh they're going to think I'm a policeman no you're not you phone them because you're a friend Cassie does most of our phoning. She'll phone. And people are like, are you checking up on me? No, we're making sure that you're still alive. Wilma looked after her house. She could have died. And, and we wouldn't have known. We wouldn't have known. So we need... You know what? We need our radars to, hey, that's happening over there. How can I help? Hey, that's happening over there. How can I help? We need, we need to be getting involved in one another's lives. Hebrews 3 and verse 6, it says, now these things occurred, talking about uh, uh, that scripture that we read in the beginning. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Hebrews three nine. So the Holy Spirit says, Today Is up there three verse nine Oh no, this is three verse nine. Oh no it's not. It can't be, it's eight over here, must be seven. Anyway, I'll read it. So as the Holy Spirit says, today, not tomorrow, not the next day, not when you bump into them again. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. During the time of testing in the wilderness where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did, that is why I was angry with that generation. I said their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared an oath in my anger. This is God speaking, my friend. You don't want God speaking an oath against you. That's a problem. So I declared on oath in my anger. They shall never enter My rest. Those are the guys that for 40 years, they walked around in the desert and they died before the next generation could go in. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart. An unbelieving heart is a heart that's got no faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, you cannot confess Him as Lord and Savior. That turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Verse 15. As, as has been said to you. Today. If you've got a Bible, underline today. It's not tomorrow. It's not the next day. It's today. If you hear His voice, if you hear God's voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Do not harden them. I want to end this afternoon with the fact that we love God we love each other but right in the beginning peter had that word for god so loved past tense do the same thing forever and ever it hasn't stopped at the cross it's continued the work that we have to do has continued We need to break camp. We need to break out of this relationship stuff that we find ourselves. We need to stop neglecting. We need to start moving forward. We need to follow the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the the Spirit of God led them. He was a fire at night and a cloud during the day. Heavenly air conditioning. Heavenly air conditioning. Fire at night. Cloud during the day let us follow the holy spirit and not walk in unbelief but let's trust god we need to love god with everything body soul spirit we need to love him with everything and we need to love each other with everything and so this i wonder if we could stand together